today I write songs when I feel this way I grab my guitar and I play I got the Merle Haggard Blues today Welcome to Paranormal Prowlers Podcast. I'm your host, Tessa Morrow, and that phenomenal music, that's my buddy, Bobby Mackey. Now, you know, as a paranormal investigator, I can't tell you the excitement I feel when I see a potential location to go and investigate. Often traveling between my two homes, Colorado, my home state, and North Carolina, I see a lot, you know, and when you drive 2,000 miles, you tend to see a little bit of everything. And through those travels, I have hit up well-known places on the map, including Sloss Furnaces, Waverly Hills, and just so many others. Now, a couple of years back, I believe it was in 2017, my boyfriend and I drove from North Carolina to Los Angeles for my cousin Kristen's wedding. Now, we spent about a week there in SoCal visiting both of our families and friends, and we made the long trek back. We are in Texas, and I think to myself, you know, geez, we are in El Paso. I wish we could go to Concordia Cemetery. And as usual, I have all of my equipment with me, always ready to investigate. I'm driving, and I mentioned that I'd love to go to the cemetery, that it's been on my list of places to go to for quite a while. And Justin goes on his phone, looks it up, and he says, take this exit. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Turns out that the cemetery was two miles away, you guys, and the exit to go there was coming up, like literally the next exit. I mean, can you seriously say perfect timing? I happily get off the exit and we find ourselves a stone's throw away from Mexico. We are officially in Concordia Cemetery on Yandel Drive in El Paso, Texas. Now, As you know through past episodes, it's no secret, I love visiting all types of burial grounds, and Concordia has been on my list for a while. So first thing I notice when we get there, we see a police car and a security car sitting there. The security guy was out of his vehicle, leaning on it, talking to who I assume was a local. We kind of wave at them and smile, and they just kind of have these blank looks on their faces as they stare at us. Mm, that's okay. No sweat. We aren't there to make friends. I'm more interested in the spirits, the headstones, and of course, the history. Now, speaking of the history, I'd like to talk just a little bit about the cemetery itself. I know some of you are familiar with Concordia, but I'd like to go into a little more detail for those who are unaware of it. Now, I thought this was very interesting, but Concordia is the only cemetery in the mighty state of Texas to have a Chinese cemetery. Which is insane when you think just how large Texas really is. When I drive through there, it literally feels like a whole day trip. And sometimes it is. They started burying folks there back in 1856, starting with Juana Stevenson. And have well over 60,000 people in their ground. While looking for a more specific number, I was really unable to do so. The numbers aren't exactly known as with years of dust storms and droughts, many headstones have crumbled up and disintegrated and long since have been destroyed, crumbling into the earth, forever hiding some of the deceased identities. It is widely believed, though, that the number is closer to 65,000. 
It's a place well known for the Old West folks, the brave lawmen, the gunslingers, and many more. When we came through, we still had hundreds of miles to drive, so we couldn't stay too terribly long and explore the 52 acres of graves. Aside from the Chinese, who were mainly railroad workers and their families, they also have special locations for babies, known as the Infant Nursery. They have a section for the Buffalo Soldiers, who we did locate and visit, Freemasons, and Jewish burials. Many community events take place there, including ghost tours and even a John Wesley Hardin secret society. Okay, I'm a huge fan of the Old West and even make special cards dedicated to just that. I was fortunate to spend time at John Wesley Hardin's grave, even did a bit of light investigating. Now, Juana Maria Escarate married Hugh Stevenson. Her family gifted them with a property which is now known as a Concordia Cemetery. But back then, back in the day, it was called Rancho Concordia. Hugh and Juana built on the land, creating a ranch, a chapel, and a cemetery. Now, sadly, it would be Juana who would be the first burial. She was gored by the family pet deer and died of an infection. I mean, oh God, what a horrible way to go. How painful. In 1882, El Paso bought a section of the property in order to bury the poor. Since there was such a diversity of people buried there, different races and nationalities and religious beliefs, sadly, no one took responsibility for the upkeep and the cemetery went into shambles. But thankfully, due to lion's clubs and funeral homes and others, it is what you see today. Throughout the years, there have been countless sightings and reports of paranormal activity occurring on these grounds. Mysterious figures make appearances in people's pictures. People have heard the sounds of horses running and what sounds like soldiers in battle. Many believe this to be the spirits of the Buffalo soldiers. Another known hotspot here is at the infant nursery. Hundreds of babies are buried here in unmarked graves. Many visitors will hear the sweet sounds of babies and children playing and laughing. What is a bit on the creepy side is mothers who are visiting the cemetery and who have had C-sections in the past have claimed to feel pain coming from their scars while in that particular area. John Wesley Hardin supposedly haunts the property as well. And some have bore witness to his apparition walking throughout the cemetery. He is one of the most famous residents to be buried here. The person who caused his death, Constable John Selman, is also laid to rest here. Let's run off track real quick, folks, with this side note about Hardin's murderer, Selman. He would die the following year after Hardin's death. He was no saint, John Selman. He was considered an outlaw himself and would, from time to time, work as a lawman. He would yo-yo back and forth between law-abiding and law-breaking. Selman himself was killed by a lawman, U.S. Marshal George Scarborough. Scarborough is credited with bringing down several outlaws throughout his career. He killed a Texas wrestler by the name of Martin McRose, who also rests eternally at Concordia. Not only that, but he's not too far from where John Wesley Hardin rests. Well, 
John stirred shit up when he claimed to have hired and paid Scarborough and his partner, Jeff Milton, to kill Martin McRose. After hearing such allegations, the two were arrested, but later released. And afterwards, John recanted that statement. Now, every year, they have a reenactment of Hardin's death. The man who portrays him says in his Hardin character, One shot in the back of the head. And two more shots. One in the stomach. And one in the arm. And I laid there dead for hours while women dipped their dresses in my blood. You either loved the man or hated him or, oh yeah, feared the living hell out of him. Bob Dylan liked him and even wrote a song about him. John Wesley Harding was a friend to the poor. In August of 1895, John Wesley Harden was laid to rest in the burial grounds of Concordia. As they lowered him into the ground, I don't think they knew that 100 years later, there would be a controversy. In August of 1995, 100 years later, a confrontation was had at the site of his grave. A confrontation between a group of people representing Hardin's great-grandchildren who wanted to exhume his body and relocate him to Nixon, Texas. The other group was of El Paso locals. Hey, he lived here. He died here. He's been buried here for a century. Leave him alone. Leave him be. The group representing his family came armed with a disinterment permit for his body. And they weren't the only ones that came armed. The locals themselves presented a court order prohibiting the removal of the body. A lawsuit ruled in favor of the locals forever keeping the body in Concordia. Now, it is strongly believed that serial killer the late Richard Ramirez, also known as the Night Stalker, spent many nights here. He would sleep under trees, and many claim this is where he began to perform his satanic rituals. While I was there, we did find a tree that really, really stood out. It was a tree with a thick, stubby root, several long branches coming out of it in all different directions, going every way possible. And I stood there thinking to myself, could this possibly be the tree? It sure as hell looks like it could have been. At the foot of the tree are these colorful sticks and what look like walking canes. At least they were there a few years back. It was a pretty neat looking sight. And when I closed my eyes, picturing this tree, minus the colorful items below, I could totally see the sadistic satanic killer conducting rituals at this very site on the darkest of nights, completely and utterly alone, surrounded by tombstones, surrounded by death. I found the lyrics to a song written about these burial grounds by a local musician, Phenomenal lyrics, I quote, She lies there in the heart of the city of the sun, the place where I'll lay when my days are done, by the banks of the river that at old Rio Grande, and Concordia, they'll bury me in Old Paso sand. Concordia, Concordia. I actually tried reaching out to this musician among a few other paranormal folks out there, but no responses back. Well, I'm disappointed. I still have major love for El Paso and it's phenomenally 
haunted grounds. Another resident spirit that roams these hallowed grounds is the beautiful Florida wolf, known better as Lady Flo. She was a socialite and rancher who unfortunately contracted the deadly tuberculosis disease and died in 1913. Lady Flo has been seen many times wandering across the cemetery from from one area to another, wearing a gorgeous, beautiful white gown. When we went there back in 2017, there was a yellow caution tape surrounding her headstone. That's what drew us to that area. We're like, well, what happened there? You know, yellow tape, very noticeable. Justin thinks maybe they had just planted something and didn't want anybody to disturb the ground around it, which that would make sense. But still, looked interesting. (laughs) Now, over 40 Buffalo soldiers are buried here, and several people have seen apparitions in Civil War uniform roaming the grounds. And from time to time, they have its tours that you can check out. And some people have bore witness to seeing apparitions, getting photographic evidence, and so much more. I even found one account where a tour was taking place in the evening when suddenly several people witnessed a headless apparition, clothing floating in the wind. I mean, that would have been a really cool sight to see, right? Sadly, this old historic cemetery has been the victim of vandalism for years. You don't destroy, you just don't do that, you know? Many people destroyed the benches there and graves and just so much more. And it seems that the satanic worshiping here didn't die with Richard Ramirez, as it still happens along with Mexican witchcraft and the sacrificing of animals, as dead cats, dogs, and even a cow's head have been discovered here. While I was there, I felt at home and at peace. And it felt like a Wild West cemetery, like Boot Hill and Tombstone, Arizona. The wooden crosses, the wooden headstones, old and unique, surrounded by dirt. As we made our way through the headstones, a tall cage-like structure caught my eye. And I yelled to Justin, hey, I'm heading this way. And he starts to slowly follow me, stopping along the way to look at some graves. As I get to my desired location, I shriek in excitement. As mentioned earlier, John Wesley Harden. Now... I just, I just could not believe it. I knew he was there, but I didn't, you know, 52 acres, I didn't think I would find him. One thing about John's area, apparently people wanted souvenirs and would vandalize his area. So this huge cage-like thing is there around his grave. When I went there, people had tossed pennies on his headstone, one of the ones that is closely leveled with the ground. So we threw a few uh, pennies on ourselves. I visited then would walk away. But like a moth to a flame, I kept going back to John Wesley Harden. I don't know why. I'd be somewhere else like visiting the Buffalo Soldiers or another location. And it was like unseen forces demanding my attention to go back to that one certain area. My time there was short as we were on our way to New Orleans. I would love to go back and stay for a longer time next time. Have you ever gone to Concordia Cemetery and encountered something? I'd love to hear about it. Throw an email my way at paranormal.prowlers.podcast at gmail.com. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Listen to the others, you guys. They're equally phenomenal. Want a reminder of when the newest episodes are available for your listening pleasure? Subscribe now through iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, CastBox, Pocket Casts, Podcast Republic, Podcast Addict, and so many others. Basically, you guys, wherever you listen to your other phenomenal podcasts, you can find Paranormal Prowlers Podcast. 
See you next week. Poor Pearl, poor girl, lay dead upon the ground. Poor Pearl, poor girl, her head was never found.